And welcome back to the For Films Like Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archija, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we're going to talk about comedy again. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Comedy, comedy part two. Comedy part two. Uh, still haven't done the sequels one yet. <laughs> I'm still in there. The what now? The sequels sequel. The sequel sequel? <laughs> we didn't do a sequel to the sequels. Yeah, we do need to have the um, like the trilogy episode, though. That is true. Oh, shit. We do need to do that. Yeah, trilogy. There trilogy. Is a, there's a surprising amount of good trilogies, mm. and then there's a surprising amount of good trilogies that are fucked by a fourth movie. Mm. <laughs> really? Like, like, like a fourth movie? Uh, yeah, sort of like... Lord of the Rings? I mean, not Lord of the Rings, Um, Star Wars? Star Wars got fucked by a fourth movie. Yeah. But then by a fifth and a sixth. And a sixth, yeah. yeah. And then recovered <laughs> by a seventh. Yep, yeah. Um, fucking... Every, any movie that has been three books and has been turned into four movies. Oh, um, fuck itself. So that's, that's Twilight and Hunger Games. Twilight, t- Twilight wasn't good, but. <laughs> <laughs> the books wasn't even good. Someone like that. that read the fucking thing. <laughs> I, I, talking about Twilight, I read those fucking books yeah. from eighth grade to maybe my senior year of high school. You continued to read them after you read the first one. You was like, yeah, nope, yeah, yeah, I yeah. want some more of this. I, I was in eighth grade. I, <laughs> right, I love right. the fact that a vampire and a human being could fuck. That's okay. what I, I think what I was drawn into it. Mm-hmm. I read those fucking things. Yeah. And I enjoyed the fucking things. Okay. Right up until the last book. Mm-hmm. The last book was fucking bullshit. All right. And I think that's when it clicked. That, hey, maybe this books aren't that good. You yeah. Know? Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I mean, I, I had a, uh, a girlfriend, I guess. So this is back in 2000 and what 10 i guess 2011 when were you reading these books this is uh 2009 2009 okay because yeah. i left 2011 all right because i was in 10 uh the whenever the last um the last twilight movies were coming out i'm thinking it's like 2010 or 11 or so right. whenever this is but i, I had a, a girlfriend that i was dating who would not stop with the twilight needless so to say our, our relationship ended <laughs> <laughs> because of this twilight stuff you know, but I mean, there were, there were other subtle things, you know, like not understanding Tom and Jerry. Like, she just she didn't get Tom and Jerry. I, How do you not get Tom and Jerry? Exactly. It's, it's Tom and Jerry. It's the most basic thing in life. You just fucking laugh at the, like, the cat getting hit by shit the mouse does. It's yes. It's not that complicated. That's it. That's it. All right. Listen, I don't know who you are, lady, but what the fuck? Exactly. It's Tom and Jerry. It's fucking, fucking Tom and Jerry. Figure it out. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. yeah fucking, fucking talking about cartoons, what was your favorite cartoon growing up? Oh, favorite cartoon growing up. Uh, I'm going to start with Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. I really okay. enjoyed the Fantastic Four early on. Then uh, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. And then okay. later on, um, I guess by the time I was a teenager, X-Men. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> teenage yeah. Mutant. Sorry, I like that theme song a lot. <laughs> Do you know that that theme song is sang and written by Lauren Michaels? I don't know. I'm not sure who Lauren Michaels Lauren is. Lauren Michaels is the... Um, the executive over NBC and Saturday Night Live. Really? And yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> when he was like 20 years old, he was in a band and he was trying to get put on. So he was harassing Betty White because she was one of his neighbors to, uh, <laughs> he harassed Be- Betty White um, to, to, uh, to read one of his scripts. So she, she, she decided to do it and she gave the script to uh, the director of the television show she was doing. And then right. he, he promptly threw that shit away. <laughs> you know, so he, he figured he had to make it work on his uh, music career. That's really funny. Yeah. It was on episode, he was on an episode of, uh, of Mark Marin. Oh, nice. That. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea of harassing Betty White. Yeah. Cause if there's a woman that you don't want to harass mm-hmm. is Betty White. Like Betty White does not give a fuck. I, I love mean, Betty White. I mean, yeah, yeah, even even back then. So if Lauren Michaels yeah. was in his twenties, so Betty White had to be like thirties, you know, <laughs> like very like young in her prom, like on it. That's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, still What's give Betty White the, the business. 
with the mustard condiments relish whatever the fuck oh mustard is whatever we catch up on (laughs) 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 we have been like obscenely busy the last couple of weeks which is like Fucking goddamn it. We recorded the podcast that went up on last, like this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're recording on the t- episode 28th week. Mm-hmm. We recorded that episode the day before it came out because yep. our schedules have just been shit mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. Just absolute shit. Just works, midterms. Work, 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 work. <laughs> so we're all we're all fucking tired i'm having a fucking beer at noon oh yeah we're day drinking yeah we're day drinking there's it's nothing just, wrong with a day drink we're gonna put this shit on booze control you're <laughs> 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 gonna down this whole thing and put uh. it all the way on booze control guys mm. so you're more than welcome to take this rod with us because it's gonna be all over the place but it's gonna be fun so, oh it's gonna be great yeah. um i uh there, I, I've been wanting to talk about this for like two podcasts already, mm-hmm. but I always keep fucking forgetting. Okay. Um, and it's about this dude at school mm-hmm. who I genuinely hate. <laughs> like, oh, I don't I, hate I a lot of people. Yeah. You know exactly who I'm talking I about. I do, yeah. Fucking excuse of a human being. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't hate a lot of people. I'm mm. a pretty chill guy. Yeah. I get angry a lot, but I'll help you out if you need me. Mm-hmm. I don't hate people. Sure. This guy, I fucking hate the shit out of him. Like, I fucking, like, if, okay, I, I would help him if he was dying, mm. but I wouldn't stick around to find out if he survived. Mm. That's how much I fucking hate this piece of shit. Mm. He is just everything that I, like, I disdain and I stand against for. Mm. He's the embodiment of that. And I have class with the piece of shit two times a week. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and we have a lighting class. And every time we're in that lighting class, he does something to me. He, like, either tries to snatch something from me, grab a piece of equipment, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Yesterday, he tried to take the gloves that I was fucking wearing mm-hmm. at the time, and he was like, give me those fucking gloves. And I was like, who the fuck do you think you are, you piece of shit? Mm-hmm. So, like, every time I see that guy, I get so angry that I, like, fantasize about just, like, hitting him have you, really hard. Did you, um, have you seen any of the like memes, the, uh, the Michael Phelps uh, meme at all? <laughs> that he's so angry? Yes. <laughs> all right. But, yeah. All right. This is what I want to compare this to. <laughs> Michael Phelps is a 21-time gold medalist. Right. You know, he's he is on the path to greatness, and he's been on that path for a very long time. Right. You know, then some ass clown, just out of nowhere, who's trying to make a name for himself, decided to come fuck with somebody that's actually doing what the fuck they're supposed to be doing. Right. What does Michael Phelps do? He ignores the shit out of this guy. Then Absolutely. promptly whoops his ass when it comes to a, a competitive thing. Yeah. You know, like, no, I will ignore the shit out of you until it comes down to something that actually matters in my life. Right. Like all the like all the bullshit that he's doing, fuck that shit, man. I, I fuck all of that. I absolutely agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it, like, I I get why Michael Phelps looks so angry in that picture. Yes, I, I, you I have the right it. to be angry, but it. just don't react. Do not but, like, react. <laughs> there's just like there's I'm I'm still like I'm still okay. I'm still 21, so I acknowledge that there's some kind of like wild car temper. Mm. You know, that's going on. Yeah. And whenever he does something, I just go like, Gah! <laughs> and I like Hulk out inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that there's some of that happening because mm. I, I really, really, really try to ignore him. Yeah. But it's just like he has one. He just says two words or three words. And my brain just shuts down and said, just hit him. Just fucking hit him. Not worth it. Just just fucking do it, Brian. Mm, just fucking mm-mm, do it. Mm-mm. And then I have to be rash. And I go like, no, don't do it. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah. But then there's this voice just like, just do it. it no one's going to miss him. No one's going to miss him. Mm-hmm. Just fucking hide good. the body. Yeah. <laughs> and and I just I just fucking hate that guy. Mm. 
so much. You can't dude. do it. Don't do it. Don't hate him. I mean, it, it takes too much energy to hate somebody. I, way yeah, too much energy. It does. I'm working my way to ambivalence. That yes, that's but, there, there's <laughs> my favorite my favorite line from a show called Mad Men, which I think is probably the best yeah, television show of all time. Job. Very very good. But um, uh, Don Don Draper, mm-hmm. he's there, and you know he's the main character of the show. Right. He hires this guy, and after about two years, you know, the, and this guy he thinks he's the next Don Draper. You know, he right. has all the ideas, and he thinks he's about to become Don. Mm-hmm. And um, he's getting pretty pissed off with Don Draper and just his how nonchalant he is towards him mm-hmm. and everything. So then one day. Uh, the guy comes in and he was like, you know what, Don? It was like, I, I, I freaking hate you. Like, I hate everything about you. And then he talks about how much he hates, like, certainly he goes down the list. And he was like, these are all the things that I don't like about you. Right. You know, and this is what I think about you. And then after he finishes, like, his whole soliloquy, Don looks at him. He was like, that, that's funny because I don't think anything about you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think nothing. I don't think about you at all. Like, you don't exist to me. You are nothing. You know, so it's like as soon as you can get to that point with him, like that he's just nothing. Just, yeah. You are nothing. You don't exist. That's how little of a presence that I am acknowledging. I don't even acknowledge you because you have breath running through your body. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing. You're not here. You're not a person to me. <laughs> you know? Uh, that's my favorite thing about about that show. Just, I, there's just, like, I, I get that. I get, I'm working my way to ambivalence, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, there's there's a button. And then, I don't know, like it's I don't know if it's in the back of my head. Mm. It's like a, like a trigger word, like fucking Bucky <laughs> from <laughs> the Avengers. Yeah, you're like Fright Card Twenty Seven. I'm going like, <laughs> and I just fucking lose it. Uh, I fucking hate I fucking hate this guy for now, and I'm yeah. working my way to not giving a shit. Do it, man. But like if if I I swear to God if I ever see him outside of this uh, like at the school mm. and he says something to me, mm. I genuinely don't know if I'd be able to keep my cool. <laughs> Indifference and, and ambivalence is so much stronger than hatred. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's so, so much easier to do. Too. Yes. It's just fucking like you don't even matter don't even to me. Yep. I don't give a shit what your fucking goal is. You're breathing air that's yep. supposed to be mine. That's my air. <laughs> yeah. I won't acknowledge that you breathe air at all. Just uh, like it's fucking it's like rage inducing sometimes. And, yeah. and and I realize that I'm an angry person. Mm. Like I, I am an angry person. You, you have you have you ever tried to have you ever went out to the uh the gun range before? Uh no, I haven't. I really want to. I think we should do that. Yeah, I think that would be fun. You really let off some good um, steam there. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet. Yeah, man. Just fucking shoot some paper zombies or some shit. Yeah, yeah, man. I, 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 like I, I've been learning about this. I've been learning this about me recently. It's like mm. I, I have a lot of pent up energy mm. that comes out as anger mm. uh, against like really stupid bullshit. Like mm. every time I see something on Facebook that's like mm. it's just like pointless and aimless. Yeah, yeah. Like I saw something about Iggy Asela. That she apparently had like butt surgery. Oh, did she? Uh, yeah, she posted to, two pictures of Instagram to enhance or decrease her ass. Uh, enhance. I would think enhance, so. Yeah. 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 Um, but th- there were two pictures, and the people are coming to like, oh, she had plastic surgery. Mm. And this is and me while reading the thing. It's just me and clicking the mouse, going through the fucking article, going like, why does anyone give a shit? There's why does anyone care? It's her butt. It's her ass. No one matters. I mean, look at it. Pretend that you're gonna touch it, and then mm. go jerk off. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just have like this innate sense of like rage and anger that comes that flows through me mm-hmm. like a fucking Sith Lord, and yeah. I'm just like trying to like control it like a like a failed Anakin. I mean, I, that, though, when I see stuff like that, it it just like reaffirms like my belief in myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like honestly, because like when I, whenever I see like how much attention someone is paying to something that doesn't matter or affect their progression in life whatsoever, yeah. then I'm like, that's like time that I'm putting into me. Right. You yeah, know, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so I'm just like, all right, well, if you can, you have the time to do that, then that's fine for you. You know, 
you like know? it's your time. You're yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, time yeah. is just like I mean, time is more valuable than money. It's right. so it's the most valuable commodity that we're el- we'll ever be gifted with. This you is know? true. And I, and I mean, people, if you want to waste it, then be my guest. You know, go right ahead. You know. Oh, something oh, happened yesterday. Oh, what the fuck happened? Yesterday? <laughs> something happened yesterday. All right. So you know, I've been on this whole thing about um, cutting people in line or being cut in line at the right. um, while driving in traffic. <laughs> and my my analogy of was um, I was like, what if this is real life? Mm-hmm. And then you seen some like six three black guy behind you, then you wouldn't be such a dick. I you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. Or you know, or, or you wouldn't try to cut right in front of me if this is real life. You know. <laughs> So, um, so yesterday I'm at, I'm at school and the register at the cafe was down, right. you know, so nobody can buy breakfast and everybody. That's why there was a fucking huge line when I went there. Oh yeah. Like yeah. there was, there was, it was fucked. So, um, the, uh, chef, you know, they was giving out free food, mm-hmm. you know? So as soon as they said free, everybody cleared out of my classroom and every like corresponding class, like on that hallway just cleared it out. So it was just like, it was a good, a good, decent line, you know, to get the free food. So um, right. we're, we're all standing there, and I'm like middle ways, and I'm standing with a girl from my classroom, and we see these three guys, three black guys, you know, and one one of them is is a little bigger than me, like six three, mm-hmm. um, probably seventy pounds bigger, you know, right. so so a large guy, you know. Then another guy with him about the same size, and then a smaller black person that doesn't <laughs> matter. A smaller one. Yeah, he's just smaller. It's like the know. run of the litter. Yeah, yeah, he really was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so um, so so I see them, and I'm talking to her, and she was like, "It looks like they're about to skip." And they they go up to the door and mm-hmm. like just start looking inside, but like, oh no, we're just standing here. We're not trying to cut in front yeah, of everybody. We're totally just yeah, cut we're, in front we're of totally everybody. just it's, we're just standing here, mm-hmm. you know. So they they stand and it's it's like nine people ahead of me, right? And all nine people are watching these guys just do it, you know. <laughs> so then after about 60, 60 seconds or so, yeah. then there was like, all right, so they go ahead and cut the line and go through the door, right? So then I turn to the girl, I'm like, yo. They just cut in front of nine people. And you know how I am. I didn't just yeah. say they cut in front of people. I counted out how many people were in front of us. And then it's like, that's how many people they cut in front. And n- none of those nine people had anything. anything to say about it. You know, so it's like, if you don't mind, you know, that they're going to cut in front of you, then don't mind if I do. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's exactly what I did. I cut in front of their asses too and got to the front of the line. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I got right in the front of that damn line because I was like, what the fuck? Why not? It's like you just allowed them to cut in front of them and me at the same time. So you don't care about my this favorite part about that story is like if it had been any other person mm. that would have been like those motherfuckers just cut in front of nine people. Mm. I'm going to tell them to get the fuck out of the line. Oh, mm-mm. your reaction was like they cut. I'm yeah. going to fucking do it. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck all those nine people. No, no, it was because they don't, those nine people don't care about themselves right. enough yeah. to speak up for themselves. So I'm like, if you don't care enough about yourself to acknowledge yourself as a human being and right. just say, hey, I don't appreciate being treated like that. Right. Then you know what? You, you might as well have not existed in that line and not treated them like that. <laughs> you know? Like, like, honestly. There's a beautiful, there's a beautiful sentiment hidden in that moment. <laughs> yes. you know, it's kind of like. You know, expect exists like if you like how you want to be treated. Otherwise, you don't exist. So yeah. fuck you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's just a beautiful thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love you, man. <laughs> you're like, you're like uh, watching you be a person mm. on like and every day that we have class together. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things that can just happen. being a person. <laughs> just being a person. Like the way you operate makes me laugh almost any time that you do oh, something. God. Oh, Brian. And like it's so funny. We we have one girl in our class. Um, shout out to you, Demita. Mm. That I fucking I fucking love Demita. Demita's She's one cool. of my favorite people. Demita is cool. 
Because she does not give a fuck. Nope. She does whatever she wants, mm -hmm. when she wants to do it, how she wants to do it, and you better deal with it. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like, there, there's two type of people, like, there's uh, two kind of people like that. Yeah. There's one version that can be kind of like the guy that you don't like, mm -hmm. who just does whatever they want, but is not in a productive way. Right, but everyone thinks he's a cunt. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. yeah. And then you have somebody like Demita who does whatever she wants but in a very productive and a, you know, within, within the box. You and know, she's she, funny while she does it too. So yeah. it's like, people don't, people don't mind. It's a lot of fun. Yep. I fucking, I fucking love people like you too. It, yeah, it makes awesome. my fucking day yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah. Anyway, we are right up at the 16 minute mark so we are going to take a break and talk about comedy. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> Yes, that's the only like, time. Just makes beer taste better. A good like, day beer. Wh yeah, when you're drinking beer in the the like time that people tell you to not drink beer, mm -hmm. <laughs> it just tastes so much better. Yes, it does. Love it. Yeah, sacred uh, cow. Cheers. Hell yeah, cheers. Anyway, welcome back to the For Film Sake podcast. We are going to talk about comedy. Hell yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about specifically stand up comedy All right. a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I feel like it's an under, sort of, discussed topic. It's under discussed, and I'm I'm glad that there's a um, such a large medium like Netflix mm -hmm. to where all these uh, comedians, and I mean it's it's almost like overwhelming now oh, yeah. because every week you'll see a Netflix um, special from another stand-up comedian who you've never heard of, right? <laughs> you know, and, and I, I, I like the fact that we probably never heard of him because the stand-up comedies can be overruled. Mm. by the big names and yeah. i like that netflix has given people a chance to be yes. like hey I, i'm here yep yeah yeah <laughs> um but I, when we talk about stand-up comedy that you know there's always the the obligatory discussion mm. of like who your stand-up comic is right oh let's um, do that then yeah absolutely let's do that um because here's here's what happens right in that discussion and i think it's really funny either someone calls out one of the real like old Big, big mistakes of the comedy genre. That's what I'm going to be doing the whole time. Right, which is like <laughs> the, the Priors and the Carlins and the Hicks. It's like, it's not even like a thing of like, I want to sound better and bring up those names. <laughs> right. You know, but like I literally grew up with it. Like yeah. not not like I, those people were alive and I was alive at the same time what was happening. It's just my dad grew up with it and then he made me grow up with right. it. Right. <laughs> you know? and, and, I, and I think that's the beautiful thing about like how these comedians have managed to like fuck up generations. Oh, and yeah. No, I'm still the fucking boss in this, in yeah, this thing. Yeah. Um, either someone brings up like a really old classic comedian mm -hmm. or someone brings up a really like new young comedian mm -hmm. or someone brings in one of the, the fellas in the middle mm -hmm. that are kind of like, there's like five of them that mm -hmm. are just like in the middle of that range that mm -hmm. are still really, really, really good. So I'm curious, who is your stand-up comedian? Uh, my stand-up comedian all time is going to be... Um Excuse me. Uh, it's gonna be Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, number one. I like, fucking love Richard Pryor. Not even close. For well, you know what? It is close. But, but it's but he's my number one. Number 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 one. I I it, it's interesting because I'm uh, I didn't I, I'm not black. Mm -hmm. So like I grew so I'm not black. <laughs> I am actually of the Hispanic descent. It is uh. quite specifically Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. <laughs> When I said quite specifically, Chris is I was ready. Like, oh fuck yeah! Yes, do it. God, do it. Hell yeah! Uh, I'm not black, so I like I grew outside of the culture. Mm -hmm. But I and, and like a lot of black comedians, I find really hard to get into their humor because mm -hmm. it's so outside my realm of knowledge. Yeah. But Richard Pryor was the one comedian that I consistently watched, and I laughed at everything he said. This guy, uh, one of my well, I don't even have a favorite joke from him because mm -hmm. it's just so much. This the first thing that came to mind was. Um, 
it was in in the 60s they were talking about how bad it was for black people and uh, how uh, black people were finally getting jobs but it's basically compared to uh, how things were in the early 2000s a lot right. of people were coming from mexico and they were taking uh, jobs for very very low pay right. low wages and um white americans were feeling like and black americans too you know just were feeling like they were taking all the jobs away mm-hmm. you know so in the 60s um, black Americans were doing that. We were taking jobs for very, very low wages, right. and the white people were like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah, you know. But um, <laughs> his, his joke was, "It was like, yeah, you, you, you think the the white people like you? You know, they're giving you these jobs, but they training some new niggas. They bringing over the Vietnamese. They got all the <laughs> Vietnamese coming over there. There was a guy. Let's put them all on. Let's train you. All right, go." Nuggle, 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 and they're like, "Well, well, you're close. That's good enough. All right, you got a job." <laughs> <laughs> Let's try out some new niggas. Yes. They trying out new niggas. We <laughs> new niggas. He's like, uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, fuck. I yeah. mean, Richard Pryor was fucking hilarious. I love I that guy. Richard Pryor so much. And, uh, there's, there's really not a more iconic mm. face of comedy. Yeah. Uh, I think there's real, there's three real faces of stand up comedy that Ooh. when you say stand up comedy, you immediately think of. Uh, and I, think, I, I think our list would be different. Like, if we said three, hold on. Right. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm like from all that I've seen across like my exposure to stand-up comedy. Um, I think that if you were to ask a bunch of people who the three like faces of comedy were back uh, when comedy was sort of, like being a huge thing, I, I reckon they would say Pryor, yep, Carlin, and Hicks. Oh, Hicks should be there. I just don't know yeah. if enough people know about him. I, I. I yeah. Bill Hicks was what awesome, What the fuck man. is up with Bill Hicks? He was really funny. Yeah. I mean, he was a conspiracy theorist, and he was fucking insane, but he wasn't wrong. I don't think that he yeah. was a conspiracy theorist or insane. I, here's the thing. <laughs> I think that he was those things. He just mm. wasn't wrong about them. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because, uh, I mean, that conspiracy theory is like we don't, we're not having, like, scientifically proved right. the things that he's talking about, especially in, like, his uh, his LSD acid trips. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, definitely conspiracy theory. But, yeah, I don't feel like he's wrong at all. I don't all. feel like he's wrong about a lot of the shit that he said. Not and at he's all. he's fucking hilarious. And, wow. Like, yes. I agree with your list. Like, I, I put mm. Richard uh, Pryor, uh, George Carlin, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. What, what I thought yeah. would, uh, would be the top three that people automatically thought of, mm-hmm. like, in the prom of comedy. But Bill Hicks, if- Bill Hicks, Bill Hicks was one of the like the dads of comedy. He's the one comedian that I've seen mm. uh, other comedians yeah. reference consistently, apart from Carling and Pryor. Uh, yeah, the uh, yeah. the people that they would be referencing is uh, a guy named Lenny Bruce. Right, Lenny Bruce was an awesome, awesome guy. So I, I, mean, I haven't seen anything Lenny Bruce, but I know the name. There's a uh, there's a movie that um there was a biopic done by Dustin Hoffman. He mm-hmm. did a whole movie about Lenny Bruce's oh, life. Shit. Really, really good. He did it like right after the graduate, so like a young version of him. I'm gonna have to look that shit up. That shit is dope. It's really um, good. <laughs> yeah. So like Bill Hicks, Carlin, and Pryor. Yeah. Definitely like the big the mystics of comedy. People oh, yeah. still reference them to this day, mm-hmm. and I think they're all dead now. Right. Uh, Bill Hicks dead from cancer. Richard Pryor died a couple of years ago, and, uh, and Carlin George- died from cancer too. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was like, uh, I mean, I, I watched Carlin from when I was like nine years old. Mm-hmm. I was watching Carlin, yeah. And I was nine years old. At nine years old, you're not smart enough to understand Carlin. Yeah, it's but so something quick. about his delivery. Yeah, yeah he's it's like quick so paces. fucking like bam, yeah. bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. Seven jokes in like a, in like a fucking minute. Yeah. And my, I remember I was fourteen. Mm. And I think this is why I don't give a shit about cursing so much. Because yeah. I used to watch so much Carlin and stand up stand up comedy. He had the uh, the things you can't say on television. <laughs> it was like I'll say it all. The seven words you can't say on television: yeah. shit, tit, piss, cunt, motherfucker, and tits. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did it so fucking flawlessly. I mean, he was a 
He was a fucking master of what he did, man. I was in awe about him. I, I read his daughter's book. Um, right. She she talked about like him as a person and not as a comedian. Right. And you could really see how he was able to do all this. It's like nothing's by accident. Like she would she would talk about him just being in a room rehearsing this over and over and over. Like he was a perfectionist. Right. Just doing he this had stuff. OCD. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, so I mean, it's this, he he was amazing though. I mean, he was a gift to the world. I mean, but it's yeah. just very difficult to live that type of that, that that type of structure in your life. But he gave us uh, a true gift. Yeah, no, he he was a fucking artist at that. Oh yeah, and like if there was no George Carlin, there'd be no Louis C.K. Yeah, there'd be yeah, no such I, thing. I doubt that if there was if there was no George Carlin, there'd be no Louis, like you said. No, if without Hicks, there would be no Marin. Oh no, definitely, yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Well, like Lenny, yeah. All, all of these, yeah, without any, like, Lenny Bruce, there'd be yeah. none of them yeah. at all happening. Yeah. Uh, I think stand-up comedy, which is why I like it so much, was born out of the need to tell society, hey, that thing that you're doing that we don't like, mm-hmm. fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't want it. Because that's really what stand-up comedy, like, turns into. Yeah. At the end, it turns into a sort of social commentary that's really hard to, like, ignore. What's the name? Um, Shakespeare, and I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> it was like, uh, if, you, if you make the audience laugh, you can pour medicine down their throat. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And that's uh, that's what I get out of comedy so much. I mean, a comedy with a message. You know, something that you're laughing at, but you're really just voicing it, voicing what's really happening in real life. Yep. Yeah. And, and and I think that's a beautiful thing. That's why those names come up a lot. Because mm-hmm. Pryor was all about uh, black society yeah. and how it, you know, it interacted with like the rest of other society. Yeah. And he did it in a way that was just like, holy shit, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. George Carlin was doing the same thing about the government. Right. You know, what was going on with just in American society as an American. Yeah. And even on his last, I think, not his last, but maybe second to last stand up mm-hmm. uh, called The American Dream, some shit like that. All right. He had a bit where he just rapped for four minutes. Oh, I think I've seen About this. how yeah. the American no, no, dream is a this. lie. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, all, it's American dream because you got to be sleep to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> that's an american dream uh, uh, it's just like they they got away with shit like that yeah because they were so far away removed mm. from the consequences of saying shit like that in their careers yeah and and i think it's impressive and then higgs he was just like he was like an angrier carlin i think yeah bill, bill higgs was so far like i mean he the thing the things that he has said i mean it might as well be the gospel for me <laughs> you know i watched a stand-up from him yesterday it's on netflix yeah i think it's called uh is it the one like the all-white one where it has american flag on it no or? no no. it's the one who's dressed like a cowboy oh with the cap the big black hat yeah yeah okay um mm. i never seen any bill hicks mm. i've always heard about bill hicks yeah but i've never seen him and i watched him yesterday and i was like i, I get it yeah. I, I get why bill hicks was bill hicks yeah and like he went on this fucking tirade about the Kennedy assassination. Oh yeah. And I was just I just fucking laughing my ass off at something that happened fifty years ago. Yeah. Like no comedian today will touch the Kennedy assassination anymore because mm. it's old material. It's been ran into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, fucking Bill Higgs, like it was current. That, for him, it was though. current when it was happening. Yeah. And he just fucking caca 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 and yeah. done. And I found myself something that's never happened to me. I found myself googling shit that he was saying. Yeah, it was it's facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only that, but I couldn't understand his references because they were like forty years removed from me. Yeah. So I had to Google shit, and then when I Googled, I was like, okay, that's fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And he, he, there were just the social commentary in comedy that's like really hard to get away from when you're that fucking good. Louis C.K., um, I was watching this with my girlfriend yesterday. He was on uh, Conan. Yeah. Um, maybe like, it was, it was, it's an older episode, you know, mm-hmm. but it's on YouTube now. And he talks about why he won't give his children cell phones. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know i love that video yes you know he's like he won't give his, his children cell phones at all you know because people are afraid to be alone you know right. for just any moment of time just the briefest moment just afraid to be alone and it's like even people that are in cars they would rather you know sit there and text and drive and look at their phone and murder everybody else with their other with their other cars and everybody else in other cars murdering other people in cars yeah. than just to be alone for half a fucking second you know, so he said he was he was in the car, and then um, like a song came on, and a Bruce Springsteen song came Bruce on, and it was like it was when it uh, sounded like he was far away, and he felt like he was gonna be sad, so he hurried up and picked his phone up. He was like, "Up, I gotta be connected to the world. I gotta be, you know, I'm not alone. I'm not alone." Yeah. <laughs> you know, then he finally just like, you know what? No, accepted it and started crying. Like he said, he pulled over and started crying. And as I'm watching this with my girlfriend, it's like how Ed, the the audience is like laughing their ass yeah. off, hysterically laughing. And I was talking to my girlfriend like. He's being serious, though. Yeah, no, that's the saddest <laughs> moment in that yeah, man's life in the last it, ten years. It, it, well, I mean, not even sad. It's just yeah. like it's just a serious moment. Like he's being <laughs> serious. He's just telling you what happened and the reason why. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just hilarious. And it's what I, what I enjoy so much about George Carlin. He's just saying this is what the government is doing, <laughs> and it's like, no, this isn't a joke. This is serious. serious. Look it up. Yeah. I'm being serious. You guys keep laughing. I'm being fucking serious. You know, like for real. Like he was, he was amazing. <laughs> He was amazing. Bill Hanks had a, a routine about that. Was, mm. I'm sorry. Just no, 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 no. I remember no. the fucking Carlin bit. Yeah. I mean, the Louis C.K. bit. Yeah. And it's uh, Bill Hanks had a had a bit in the, the stand-up that I watched. He mm. was talking about how marketers should all kill themselves. Oh, God. Everyone. Nope. This is not a joke. No, I'm serious. Go fucking kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You bring nothing to the world. <laughs> you go fucking kill yourself. There is no joke here whatsoever. Go kill yourselves. You're the spawn of the earth. You are sucking on Satan's cock. Just go kill yourself. Do us all a favor. Yes. And like the whole time, like if you if you said that to somebody, mm-hmm. you'd be the biggest asshole ever. Yes. The whole time, I just I just fucking lost just my shit laughing. laughing. Yes. And. <laughs> There's no joke here. No, just seriously. Go kill yourself. Seriously. Like, go no. kill yourself. Serious. You are the scum of the earth. You're sucking on Satan's dick. I think I think one of, one of my favorite jokes from him is um he said he was uh he was in Alabama, you know, doing doing a show and uh, like a hole in the wall show and after the show he uh, he goes to Waffle House, you know, only thing open, you know, one o'clock in the morning and he's sitting there reading his book. And after a while the waitress comes over to him and you know, she has her, her um was her, her server tray and chewing gum just over there. Right. So uh, what, 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 what you reading for? And then he's like, um, what, what am I reading for? Like, not, not what am I reading? Like, but what, what am I reading for? What is the purpose of your yeah, acqu- it's like, acquire all of my <laughs> yeah, It's like, well, uh, I guess so I don't end up being a fucking waffle waitress. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. No. That's what I'm reading for. I fucking love that guy. And it was like, it was just hilarious. Like, the thought that you have to have a reason to acquire knowledge through words on a paper. It was like, oh, is that, is that for a class or is that, is that for school? Like, why why are you reading? Yeah. You know, it's like, because I want to. What is the purpose up... of you learning? <laughs> yep. just like, I don't know. Because I don't want to so be. So I don't a... have to carry coffee <laughs> yep, and to serve an people. asshole that's reading a book at one in the morning. <laughs> serve Fuck you with fucking waffles is what. <laughs> that's fucking why. What do you mean? <laughs> But, okay, so apart from, like, the big guys, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like comedy is very generational. Yeah. So, like, we had, we had the, the, the big guys. They mm-hmm. had their big guys, right? Mm-hmm. And But so now we have another series of comedians that I like to call sort of, like, they're kind of like the, the teenagers of comedians, if I would say, mm-hmm. that, are, that have now grown up and be, like, the people that were learning comedy in the, in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. are now the people that are doing comedy. Oh, the, um, the big ones. I'm... I'm there's there's comedians that's they're doing something right now. I'm waiting for the next big burst. 
Right. Because uh, Louis C.K. was just renowned as the, the best comedian in the world two years ago. Yep. You know, but he hasn't had a stand-up special since then. Like from 2013, well, 2012 through 2014, 15, mm-hmm. he gave a full hour of new material every single year. Yep. He would scrap all his hour, get rid of it completely, and start from and scratch start every one. year, one new hour. So he gave us that for three years in a row. And you know where he got that from, right? Uh, George Carlin. Yep, George yeah. Carlin did the same goddamn thing. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he spoke at uh, at George Carlin's. Um, I cried watching you that seen video. That? Yeah. yeah, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, um, but yeah, he he hasn't been doing that recently. But I mean, and he, and even then, he was giving us episodes of Louis on FX, right. and um, and now he's so invested in uh, Horace and Pete that he has been able to give the time to stand up as, as, as he used to. Right. So I'm like, who is the guy now, though? There's right. some there's somebody burgeoning and ready to break out as the next big guy that everybody... And it's not Kevin Hart. No, you know, no, it's not Kevin Hart. No, 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 no. I like Kevin Hart, but come on. Kevin Hart is the, the people's comedian. I'm looking mm-hmm. for the comedian's comedian. Right. You know, yeah. like Louis C.K. is the comedian's comedian. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, I don't know who it is, but I'm looking for him. And I, I think there's a, there's a sort of... Um, how do you say it? The reason why Louis C.K. is a comedian's comedian mm-hmm. and why Kevin Hart is a people's comedian, Kevin yeah. Hart will put some slapping to his comedy. He'll mm-hmm. talk about some stories that happened to him. Yeah. But it's not really observation of his comedy. Not at all. Right? But Louis C.K., he'll tell 100%. you about the one time that he was at school, like at home with his daughter, mm-hmm. and like he had a play date, and they fucked everything up, and how he actually felt about that yeah. day. So it feels very honest, very sort of, um, how do you say it? Um, observ- it's, it's observationalist. Yeah. It's very genuine. Mm-hmm. And... There's something about that that other comedians get attached to and yeah. other people get attached to. It's just like the dark truth that no one will really say and he's yeah. thinking about it. And it's like, like I was watching another video on Conan. Um, he was in an interview recently mm. and he had a bit. He was reminiscing about his early writing days. Louis, a, Louis, you mean? Yeah. Okay, Louis. yeah, all right. Louis had a bit. They used to write for SNL. Is that what they used to write uh, for? Louis and, uh, yeah, and Conan. Louis Conan? Yeah. Uh, well, Conan had just been hired, and Louis was working under Conan okay. at the time. Yeah. And he, they were writing bits, and they had a, this thing. They did fake advertisements mm. and then complain about how ridiculous they were and act offended by them. But right. obviously, they made the advertisements. Yeah. Um, so Louis made one, and Conan didn't want to do it. Yeah. And Conan went like, all right, I'll do it. Mm. And it was a bit where it was selling old coins. Selling like, selling old coins? Selling old coins, okay. like historical coins. Yeah. And Louis had written, you know, these coins are so old you can buy slaves with them. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> That's funny. Um, but everyone like no one liked the joke. I mean it, of course, it fell through. <laughs> oh man, that's so edgy. But that's that's clever and very funny. So, like, there's something, like, that little fucking edge that Louis always keeps pushing. Yeah. Even as he, like, he stopped doing so much stand-up and now he started working on Louis and then Horace and Pete. He's always constantly going, like, ah, maybe I can take that joke a little bit further. Oh, yeah. Maybe I can push it just a little bit more. I, lo- I love how he um he he breaks it down into, he, he says so much about, and, Lou and uh, Marin has been getting into this a lot more, mm-hmm. too is breaking a joke down, and Bill Burr as well, breaking a joke down to the essential to where you can't take anything from it or add anything to it. Bill yeah. Burr has one of my favorite jokes about that. Oh, that that's he... the other uh, bar one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that fucking sign is perfect. There's yeah. nothing you can add to it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> good joke. <laughs> that was that was a Bill Burr's uh, stand-up special, all in black and white on Netflix. That's, that's uh, super fucking Was that good. I'm Sorry You Feel That Way? 
Maybe it was. I, I can't think remember. so. Yeah. Maybe that was the name of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I watched the shit out of that. I love nice. Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. Um, and like, but yeah, Louis C.K., he, he, he does that shit. And yeah. I, I found out about, I found out about that kind of comedy from Louis C.K. Yeah. And then I found people like Marin and mm-hmm. people like Burr mm-hmm. and people like John Mulaney, which is a, a slightly preppier version of that. Yeah. And like even Hannibal Buress has a little Hannibal bit of Hannibal Buress, I fuck on. with Hannibal so hard. I, I love him so much. He's yeah. really funny. I'm glad that he's he's locked himself in. You know, it was I was worried for a while because I mean he he had he had two stand up specials that were really good, and then he got a lot of traction from the uh, the, the Bill, Bill Cosby, Cosby stuff. Yeah, and just from that Bill Cosby stuff, and just having a notable name connected mm-hmm. to Bill Cosby, they gave Hannibal his own television show on right. uh, on Comedy Central, and that show sucked. <laughs> It sucks so bad, man. It's like we, me and my girlfriend, like we we watched like the mm-hmm. five episodes before it was canceled, right? You know, but it just looked like somebody who hadn't been working towards the show. It was somebody that had been just given a show, given a show it, exactly, right. and had no idea what was going to happen with it. So they they snatched that away from him, and then right there, I guess, I guess, I'm just assuming mm-hmm. that it clicked for him because he's been doing so many shows. Like if you go on his website, he's booked up show after show after he's show a busy after fella. show. Yeah. Isn't he guy. with Eric Andre too? Yeah. He does Eric Andre show yeah. too now. Yeah. Eric Andre was on, uh, was on Mark Maron. Maron. I still have to listen to that. Yeah. He, uh, he said the, uh, the show was coming back and Hannibal's going to be on there, but he talked about Hannibal's work ethic. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he works so much, but when he comes to my show, like he does the least amount of work possible. <laughs> 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 I'll give him the script and he'll read the bare minimum that he has to read. And he was like, but fuck it, I like it that way. I mean, he's just being himself while he's there. It's <laughs> funny. Know? Yeah. Um. <laughs> he does nothing. Comedy is so expansive. Yeah. Like, you can talk so much about comedy and you can talk about any comedian. We could do an episode on every single comedian that we've talked about what's, so far. What's the guy that, um, the guy that I thought was somebody else? Um, not every, yeah. Like not every, every person white ever, guy ever. Like every white guy ever, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Bo ah, Burnham and oh Bo Burnham, you thought he was a uh, Demetri Demetri Martin. Martin. Yeah, yep. Bo Burnham is like he's Bo Burnham's fucking funny. Dude. He he's like he he is a, like he's like at, at an eight for me right now. Right, you know, and there's it's just right there from like he can be that type of person. I'm talking about taking over like a Louis C.K. acknowledged as the best comedian out there. Right, there's still he still has to get one or two more steps there because yeah. he's doing the observational humor and the difference between like that observational and Kevin's observational because Kevin is still doing things that are happening in his life right. and asking you to laugh at it but he's not asking you to laugh at how that makes you feel or the, how what's behind right. it just at the situation I laugh at the particular situation Louis C.K. is asking you to laugh at what's make what's why I feel like this you know Louis C.K. even has a bit where he goes in about how he got better at comedy mm-hmm. he did it in a stand-up and he was talking about like hey, sometimes you start with the superficial shit and then mm. you dig deeper mm. and you talk about what like scares you and then you dig a little deeper and you talk about like scares you even more than that and then you like talk about your balls, balls and, and shit your dick and <laughs> fart jokes and after that you know um, but yeah Louis C.K. does the thing he wants you to laugh at what ma- what he felt at that mm. moment yeah because he wants to transfer that emotion to you yeah. but he wants you to laugh at it it's not and a sad moment. Mm-mm. He wants you to laugh at how stupid that moment was. Yes. And that's, that's I'm seeing some of that in Bo Burnham's stuff. Yep. As far as like his observation of what's happening in society, mm-hmm. you know, and, and allowing you to put Matter of fact, he's not, he's not judging, judging it one way or the other. No. He's not saying this is good or this is bad. He's like, here's a mirror. Right. Look he's at presenting yourself. It. Yeah. yeah. He's like, look at yourself. Do you think this is funny? Because <laughs> I think it's funny, but look at this. And, and <laughs> yeah. he does that by making, using pop culture mm-hmm. and twisting it on its fucking head. Yeah. And I think his latest special, Make Happy, yeah. is one of my favorite it's fucking stand-up really specials. really funny. It's so goddamn good. It is. And my favorite, 
my favorite i have two bits mm. and it's the the pan the cult the country music bit where okay. he sings a country music song about how bullshit country music is. Oh, yeah. And here's what, he, he uses the elements of the oh, thing country. he's criticizing, mm -hmm. but makes it... Yeah, like he criticizes something using what makes up that thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So he sings a country music about how country music is bullshit, yeah. which I think is fucking genius. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, and then at the end, he has this rant where he's making fun of Kanye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Pringles thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, like, it's so genius because he's using Pringles and, and fucking Chipotle yep. as an analogy to say, like, I to be really honest with his audience. It's like, yes. I'm scared of you. You yeah. terrify me. Yeah. Because I want to be, I want to make you happy. Yeah. But at what cost is making you happy Don't makes be. me happy. Yeah. And he's talking about that. And he's just singing about, like, I can't fit my hands inside of a Pringle cans. And, and, and that's literally fucked up. Yeah. And, and, and really, though, can we? Like, it's 20 years of this Pringles bullshit. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying? Can it's, we just fucking get bigger Pringle cans? God yes. damn it! It's like when we were a kid, like you can hand it off to like your kid brother or something, and they can like reach up in there, you know. But now it's like my hand is not fitting in that fucking Pringles can, <laughs> you know. And people talk about like putting paper on it. Fuck those people. Putting right? paper on it? Put the, you fold a piece of paper on it, mm -hmm. um, so that you can like scoop them up. In a little what bit. the fuck? Why doesn't Pringles like have that like already inside there or something? No, because they're fucking. I don't know. Because they don't want to make money. These guys are assholes. Haven't brought. I, honestly, mm. the one reason I haven't bought Pringles. Yeah. Is because I don't want to go through the struggle of buying of eating fucking Pringles. Same. You know yeah. what? Pringles. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Every single one of you guys. You, and you know why I fuck Pringles? Because I actually like Pringles. Yeah. So I actually I. I actually like Pringles, and you're not letting me enjoy them shit. So fuck you guys. Absolutely. Every single one of you. All right. <laughs> Did you say they have new flavors now? They do. It's not just like the basic red can, like yeah. original flavor. They have like a pizza flavor, That's the cheddar cheese flavor, sour cream and onion. Cheese they got all kind of fucking flavors. And you're not letting us eat them, Pringles. Go fuck yourself. Oh, God. Um. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so Bo Burnham is definitely like yeah. our generation's type of comedian. Because mm -hmm. we're a little bit disillusioned with the world yeah. and how it's working. And Bo Burnham's kind of going like, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, fucking wake up, cheaple. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. And I, I absolutely love Bob Warnham. His mm -hmm. persona on stage is fucking fascinating. Mm -hmm. And his show is so rehearsed. I mean, to the gesture. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's fucking great. I yeah. love Bob Warnham. We have a lot of um, like a lot of women that are that are in the forefront now. Uh, Natasha Leggero, uh, I guess the, the the main one will be Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, you know, who she, I don't like very much, but mm -hmm. I like what she's doing. She's very heavy handed now, right? As yeah. far as the feminist movement, and I ha the way I'm thinking about it now is. All right, she she has the, the, she has an agenda and a very um, a very good one at that. Yeah. You know, to the women's rights. And w I, I was wondering, like, how did you go from 2011? You were a regular stand-up comedian who was sparsely known throughout the country. You know, to now where you're the biggest female comedian in the United States. You know, mm -hmm. possibly the world. I don't know what they're doing in China and wherever else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but she's the biggest uh, female comedian in the United States. You know, so I mean, I'm looking at the uh, oh, and other comedians that I like, and this is all going to be connected. Uh, Tig Notaro, a uh, very, very good alternative really comedian, funny. and um, there's a guy named Kyle Dunnigan. He actually uh, wrote a lot of Amy Schumer's shows, and he won an Emmy for mm -hmm. um, this writing the song. You don't have to wear makeup. I like you the way you are, something like that. Was right. like the song, but anyway, I was like, how how was she able to get that stardom so quickly? And when when you, when you have a cause as strongly as strong as feminism, right. then you can get every 
strong-minded, educated person that believes in that same thing on your side. Yeah. You know, so I mean, and not that's not just the viewers, that's uh, people, that's writers, but that's directors, that's everyone who believes in this. <laughs> yes, that's people with money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, any, anybody that wants to stand up for your cause is going to be right there with you. Yeah. But the only downside I have to, of it now is is so heavy handed. Yeah, it's a little much. It's so heavy handed with the feminism, mm-hmm. and and it's like I it's it's like what can you say? Just like in in daily life, like hey, cut out the saying that you want your rights, and or cut out saying that you want to be equal to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not you can't you do can't that. do. And he, okay, here's the thing about because I I feel you on that, and it's hard to talk about feminism and content and yeah. not sound like an asshole. Exactly. People will, people will take it out of context real quick. Uh, and uh, I'm so glad that we're not big enough for, for us to get sued yeah. by doing that. Yeah. Um, but like feminism and comedy, uh, they go they go hand in hand. Yeah. Because comedy is a vehicle for like a cause. You know, mm-hmm. Bill Hicks had the government thing. Yeah. Louis C.K. has the like, all right, let's look at ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> a little closer. Mm-hmm. Um, Marin has to, like I'm an angry Jewish guy thing yeah. and like get treatment for anger and therapy and shit like that. Yeah. So like every every comedian has their own little agenda to it, but like feminism has become, I think what I think is a is an echo of what true feminism should be. Mm. Uh, so like feminism has become like women are better mm. instead of like we're all equal, which is what feminism standed for me. Uh, mm. And so like I hear I see a lot of like what I'm gonna call radical feminism, okay, because yeah, I think yeah. that's the best word for it. Mm. That they go a little bit too far with their brand of feminism. Mm. To the point where, like, to the point where it gets ridiculous. So, like, they get angry at people for saying, like, like, like if a radical feminist saw our show, it's like, oh, woman can't read. Mm. They obviously don't understand the fucking joke. Yeah. And they get angry at us. Yeah. For that shit. Yeah. And and it, it it's complicated to talk about it, but I feel like because feminism has become sort of a radical brand of feminism. Some of it has, yeah. Some yeah. Um, at least from from like, just weird agenda carrying it's, people it, yeah and it's it's mm. an odd thing because it's like you have to have the radicals in any movement right you know because you're going to have the for, the far left and the far right and it's all needed and everything in between but it's just that the the reason i'm highlighting amy schumer right now is just because she was one of my favorite female comedians and she still is yeah. you know but it's just the feminism is so heavy-handed with the feminism that it's taking away from the comedy, the comedy for it me. can it can fuck up the content that someone is producing, yeah, and and th- and that's a real shame because it, yeah. it takes away from the cause itself. When, when I when I when I look at true feminism, I'm I'm looking at um, you you know what? Nope, not going there, not going there. That's too much. It's too much. I will let the women talk about true feminism. Right. When we have Daniela on here or Lauren on here, we'll let them talk about it. Yeah. Here's we'll the fucking thing. About it. I, I, this is just a, a quick nope. aside. No, no, no. no. It's just, <laughs> it's just a quick aside. Sorry. I'm not gonna talk about feminism itself. All right. But uh, I hear a lot of people saying like, "Oh, you're a man. You can't talk about feminism." No, we can. Yeah. And like, I get that argument a lot. It's like, yeah, yeah you don't understand. It's like, fuck it's, you. Yeah. Right? I understand feminism. Yes, I feel like I do. I too. just don't have a vagina. Exactly. All right. But I, yeah. I understand what you want. I understand what's happening to you. Yeah. I fucking get it. Yeah. Let me talk about feminism. That's okay. what I feel like. like. I feel like my perfect example of it is a show, um, uh, Abby, Abby Glazer and uh, shit. It's, it's, I, it, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's the two girls that are on, um, it's two, not two broke girls. Um, it's a Comedy Central show. It's uh, executive city, producer. City, city. City. Broad, 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 broad city. Broad city. Broad city. That is my perfect example. Hell yeah with that yeah. shit. Give me some Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> we Came just through. <laughs> 
I love I love that version of it because it just shows women in power without right. without um like preaching it to you. It's just oh here this is the way that it is. This yeah. is the way that it's supposed to be, and we don't know anything any other version yeah. of it. There are this two women, it. and they mm. are existing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that's happening. Yeah. And uh, um, the the only uh, another show that did that very well was Jessica Jones, which I always give it props. Yes, Jessica I always give Jones. it props for that. So well done. It was fucking fantastic. Yeah. And 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 I just I want to talk about Marin because mm-hmm. I fucking love Mark Marin. He's a good guy. He is my favorite comedian. Yeah. And like I I love Louis. I love Hicks. I love Carlin. Mm-hmm. But Mark has I identify with Mark on like so many weird little things mm-hmm. that he does. And like his anger is just like I'm an angry Jew. Yeah, I get I have anger management issues, and mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to you about him. Mm-hmm. And he has in his special uh, more. Um, mm-hmm. That's the that's the most recent one, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. came out on Epics. It's really really yeah. funny. I still haven't seen that one yet. Uh, I haven't I haven't downloaded. I can show it to you. Oh, yeah. um, that special is probably as for me. It's a little better than Thinky Pain because it's a lot mm. more meta. Wow. Than Thinky Pain. I like Thinky Pain a lot. Yeah, Thinky Pain's is fucking fantastic. Hell yeah. Uh, and he has this one bit about it's like you know sometimes I get a little too angry and some days it's about you know whether I just have a river of rage flowing through me mm. and sometimes it's about whether I want to put the canoe in the water and go through the river just to do it yeah. and and most of the time you shouldn't do that but some days you just want to wake up and go like fuck 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 <laughs> fuck fuck through the river of rage mm. and that joke has been the <laughs> one joke. That I identify with on like a like a personal level yeah. with everybody because most of the time I try to be calm and try to be nice. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes just you it. just have to it's swim. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to fucking swim. And I think Mark Maron does something. He has a brand of honesty to him. Yeah, he does. That's very rare because mm-hmm. he was a drug addict. He mm-hmm. fucked up his career for yeah. a while. Yeah. And then he came back and he made a podcast and yeah. then he started climbing up the ranks again. Yeah. And that's for me. It was like tr- it's true determination. First of all, like there's I don't think I can find a guy more determined to succeed than mark was when he was starting up i mean this and i, I was thinking about this honestly today right. honestly today just because of the way that i felt now give the background of why mm-hmm. all right so so you know we're both tired we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're both tired and who isn't out here i mean we're everybody's fucking tired mm-hmm. you know but um especially today i, I was just like hating everything i hate everybody's <laughs> face i hate every i hate existence i just didn't want to be a part of it today so um I'm I'm thinking about like Mark Marin. I'm like this guy's putting out two episodes every week. Yeah, you know, two every single week. Like we're putting out one episode a week. Right, and I'm tired. Right, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. It's insane. So so I'm like, all right, this guy is 20 years, maybe 20 years older than me. He's been doing he's what is a thousand episodes he's at now, maybe a little yeah. bit more than that. And he's putting out content twice a week, and he has his own television show, right? You know, and significantly older. And than he me. occasionally does stand up. Yeah, and, and he's still doing a stand up exactly. Right. So I'm like, all that tired shit. All, and, and and I think about how you can be that motivated, and like where I am in my life right now, as opposed to where I was ten years ago, mm-hmm. the person that had you know a lot of opportunity, but said fuck it and fucked it up you right. know with drugs alcohol or whatever and then now was just like nope i'm not fucking it up i'm not letting anybody around me fuck it up like we're all going i have and a it's one like, track and i'm going yes. to that thing and it's like i can and i and it's like i understood it's like i, I was there just feeling like dead then i was like what will mark maron do <laughs> you know and i was like this guy's gonna take his be ass a bumper sticker yeah. would mmmd he would go do that fucking podcast and then go do some more work and go do some more because yeah. it's like it's not guaranteed it's like you can be doing nothing Right. You can be doing nothing and nobody would give a fuck. Absolutely not. I look, Mark Maron's honestly one of the most inspiring comedians that I've started enjoying mm. a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, every time I see a Mark Maron special, I get like, "Fuck yes, Mark Maron, yeah. you go get that ass." He, he feels so. He feels so normal. I mean, yeah. he's made mistakes and he's let us know about it. Yeah, like and he, he's so transparent. That's yeah. the thing. And and because he has the podcast, yeah. we see Maron being Maron. Yeah. And then we can compare that to Maron being stage Maron or Maron being Maron from the show. I, I just watched a movie in uh, in my history of uh, cinema class, right? Called a Review uh, Window by That's the Hitchcock. One, by right? Hitchcock. And after the end, it's like I'm watching it, and it's a it's a murder mystery. And at the end, I go up to my teacher, Kava. Uh, he's on a Movie Maker podcast. Shout out, to shout out Movie Maker podcast. It's a check really great out. podcast. It really, we really we shout them out a lot. They're yeah, fucking fantastic. Gotta check that. But at the end, and I'm like, this isn't about a mist a, a, a heist. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, a, a murder mystery. It's not about that. Like, so I go up to him. I'm like, what what is this movie about? Like, what is the idea that Hitchcock is trying to present to me right now? Mm-hmm. And it's like voyeurism. You know, it's like the porn, pornography is just like we as humans are obsessed watching other people when they can't watch us back. Right. You know, just going back into, you know, what you were saying is and, 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 and I love the movie for that. You yeah. know, it's just the idea of watching Marin, you know, doing this where we can't he can't know the word. You know yeah. yeah, at, at all. Like we listen to him do this. We watch him do this. Then we watch him do, do something else. Thing. It's just an observation of someone who has no clue. And, and we've put ourselves into that stratosphere with the podcast, right. and the entertainment industry, which is you know? which has already happened to us on a very small scale. Like yeah. People come up to us and they're like that thing that you were talking about in the podcast. I was like. Do you think I remember what the fuck no, I was talking about? No, I mean, because it's, it's basically as if they, they're right here with us. Right, yeah. You know, they're right here, pulled up a chair. I mean, the conversation is just so open. And, and Lauren has even said that. It's like, yeah. I feel like I learned so much more from you guys, and we hang out. On the podcast, then, yeah, yeah then hanging out. Yeah, and we hang out with them pretty often. Yeah, often <laughs> enough. Not not recently, though. I yeah. haven't hung out with them recently, and we got to change that. We have so. to. Lauren, we love you. Yeah. We got to hang out. Um, uh, it's fucking, it's, it's, it's insane, and I think I think that's why I appreciate comedy. Comedy yeah. lets you travel a world where <laughs> that was a weird noise. It was, it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy lets you travel a world where normally you'd be stuck behind other people. Mm-hmm. But the brand of comedy that I really like from people like Higgs, Pryor, Carlin, Marin, Burnham, yeah. uh, Schumer, uh, mm-hmm. what was the T Tignataro? Oh, Tignataro. Yes, T. Um, she's really funny. Yeah. Sarah Silverman, Sarah Silverman. Watts, yes. All of these Reggie people. Watts. Uh, there's a lot there's a fucking lot of them and they yeah. let you sort of escalate your worldview from being a normal person to like mm. laughing at the shit that makes you a normal person yeah and by doing that you sort of get a little bit higher yeah on on your on your life on real life and you can learn something about yourself yeah and it, i think it's fucking fantastic that comedy can do that yeah and i mean it's impressive and i have respect to anyone that does stand but comedy because it is not an easy job no it's not like understanding like even the technicality level like understanding why a joke works yeah understanding that that joke won't work on every place that you go to understanding how to adapt it understanding how to deliver the joke yeah understanding the components of the joke that's like it's something that you have to love it's like i I did it for a couple of years almost two years but it was Mm -hmm. like it took the joy out of it mm-hmm. and and i see the difference now and when i'm working in something that i brought me tremendous joy in in film mm-hmm. you know because before it's like I, I thought if i'm gonna have to watch film for and, and not for just enjoyment like to break it down then that's gonna take all the enjoyment out of it right. but it hasn't for me no. it hasn't but in comedy it did you know yeah. the, <laughs> it really really took the enjoyment out of it so i mean it's like as people have their calling and comedians that are the, the greats they're doing this because that's what the fuck they're supposed yeah. to be doing. And, and it's not like they got successful like after one stand-up. Hell I no. mean, they were... Louis C.K. was a small-time comedian for 15 years yeah. before he got a big hit. 
So like you gotta fucking love what you do, and yeah. I like I appreciate the shit out of like uh, stand up comedians. I mean, fucking fascinating to me. Same. And Marin, if you ever want to be on the podcast, hit us up, brother. That mo- that fucker can't be on our podcast. <laughs> Fuck you, Marin. <laughs> Hell no, bro. Fuck that. You're not good enough for this shit, Marin. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself, sir. Yeah, <laughs> please, sir. Yes, kind of. Um, I, I, I genuinely admire like all the work that comedians do. Yeah, and and I mean, I mean, and we only have like two minutes left, and there's a lot that you can talk about in stand-up comedy. But I feel like stand-up comedians are now breaking into doing their own shows, doing their own content, producing mm-hmm. independent shit for Netflix. You know, they're having fun with their craft and they're being able to do what they want to do yeah. away from the sort of the studio energy that prevents them from doing that. And I think that's fascinating. It I is. think that's awesome. It is. And I can't wait to see. I can't wait for Mark Maron season four to come out on Netflix. I can't wait for Louis. I can't wait to catch up on Louis mm. and like watch Tig Notaro and Amy Schumer and all those yeah. things. I got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, Tig Notaro has a show called One Mississippi that's going to be on Amazon. Hell, it might already be on uh, Amazon Prime right now, as far Probably, as I know. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've heard about that one. Yeah, the, I mean uh, they're just they're just funny people, and mm. if you like laughing at things that you probably shouldn't laugh about, mm. yeah. I mean watch all place. of them. They're it's really good. good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Any closing words on stand-up comedians? Um. There's a lot. There's a lot of it right now. We have so much yeah. access to it. I mean, we didn't mention like a uh, Aziz Ansari. Ah, oh, fuck. Aziz. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot. Yeah. There's just there's so, so many. many comedians out there. So I mean, if you it, oh, real uh, quick uh, shout out. I got to give a shout out to Screen Dump. Screen Dump. Yeah. Yes. I, mean, I, I won't call. I won't call you Josh Cass. <laughs> I won't call you Josh. I won't call you J and J. You're a fucking Screen Dump. Always and forever. Like that's it. Like they had a uh, they had an episode on Ghostbusters recently that I was listening to last night. Right. I thought they were gonna just bash it, but they loved the movie. Yeah. They loved they loved uh, Ghostbusters. So I mean, and I love you guys. So <laughs> you guys are pretty fucking awesome. Those are, those were the guys that we are like on, almost on par in the episode number. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, we started around the same time. Yeah, like within within a week, yeah. within like ten days, we we both started at the same time. I want to get in contact with these guys. I absolutely. They're they, following us. They they, they, follow they, us. they said controversy. Controversy. They yeah. said controversy and adult. And adult. <laughs> yes, I love when they talk. I, I, they have fantastic accents. <laughs> just, it's fucking great. If, just, just on, on, on a whim, if you guys listen to this episode, yeah. uh, what's what's more? Uh, what's, a, a, a privacy? Say, say, privacy, pri- yeah. say privacy. Um, shit. I don't know. If you, if you could think of any other words that sound different with a British accent than an American, please say those words. I think, I, I think what Chris is trying to say is like, just pick up a dictionary and just read it. Just read it. Just read, just the read dictionary. it in the way that you talk. <laughs> <laughs> Even the way that, that she says Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes. Love it. Yes. They're oh. fucking fantastic. Actually, stream them. If you manage to listen to this episode, uh, we'd love to get in touch and, yes. and be friends because you guys are fucking fantastic. Hell yeah, they are. But yeah, that's that's all I had though. All right, yeah. cool. Shout out to you, Screen Dump. Shout out to the Movie Makers Podcast. Oh yeah, and shout out to comedians, man. They deserve it. All right, we will be right back with television and movie premieres. Yeah. Boop. Fucked up. Didn't didn't stop pressing record. There we go. Uh, there we go. He went on a trip to visit his grandparents, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot to do in Illinois. I mean, it's the fucking Midwest. Yeah. He's just losing his fucking mind oh, <laughs> in <man>. Illinois. <laughs> in Illinois? Yeah. Is, in, is Illinois or Indiana the state that's fucked? Um, it's one of those. I mean, they're both in the Midwest. Yeah. Might as well both be fucked. One of those states are fucked, though. Uh, I think it's Indiana. Oh. No, Illinois has a lot of methods. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. 
Yeah. Um, but he's over there and he's losing his goddamn mind. Oh man, poor guy. Yeah. He just saw him in profile picture and saw a chance and took it. I mean, he might he might want to see what's going on with that meth. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming back tomorrow, so he did, so oh, he didn't oh. lose his mind that much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think the pictures. I was like, "What the fuck?" And it worked so well. It worked. It went together. <laughs> I'll post a link to them in the fucking description because I think they're fucking hilarious. It's fucking insane. <laughs> uh, we have a uh, we have a short week this week. It's gonna be um, a Sunday, August the twenty first. Uh, this is gonna be Fear the Walking Dead on AMC at nine p.m. That's the spinoff of Walking Dead, right? Yeah, yeah. It um it's it's all taking place well at least the season two is all taking place in Mexico, I mean just the demographic you know because right. I mean they they're pulling white people with uh, Daryl and Carl and uh, Carl yeah sorry <laughs> you know and all those people from Walking Dead and then you have some black people I mean it's like but they had no Hispanic uh, viewership yeah yeah so um, for some reason even though Glenn was Asian I always counted him as a Hispanic as, guy I don't know why I count him as white. For yeah. some reason, I, it's weird. You count him as anything but Asian. Yeah, I didn't count him as Asian. <laughs> he he was dating like Maggie, who's like a super white girl, right. and then he's best friends with like a country white girl and a police officer. And I was like, all right, you're white. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason, I thought it was Hispanic. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so they're going to Mexico now. I guess I get they're um not going to Mexico. Fear the Walking Dead. It's like it takes place before uh, Walking Dead. Right. So they're just showing the outbreak taking place in Mexico for oh, the first okay. time. Oh wait, so now it's no longer about the black family. Black family. Oh, and the, uh, the first season the of first Fear Walking Dead? No, no, So, no, like, no. anthological? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. I thought it was a continuation. Mm. That's pretty dope, then. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it, it looked it looked pretty cool. I mean, from what I've seen, it's like, so they didn't know exactly what this, the plague or disease was. Right. They just know that people were coming back from the dead and, you know, walking around and eating other humans. So, from the clip that I, that I was watching, I actually got to look at all these trailers, thankfully. Nice. The, uh, the trailer that I saw, they're in Mexico, and then whenever someone had... We, I don't know what this guy did particularly, but mm-hmm. um, they shunned him away from regular society, and all of the uh, the zombies, they put them in one like cage, see-through area, right. you know, and just leave them in there. And anybody that has done something against normal society, they just put them inside that cage alive mm-hmm. and have them eaten by the zombies. Execution mm-hmm. by inaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, it, it it looked all right. I'm still not gonna watch it, but <laughs> yeah, I, I was done with The Walking Dead after the second season. I mean, I'm 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 just I'm too I'm too invested. Yeah. I'm too far invested. Like I've given so much of my time. Like I just got to see it through now. Yeah, it's not even that great anymore. But yeah, um, but that's that's Fear of the Walking Dead Sunday, August the twenty fourth. Like marriage. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm already here. Like I put so much into it. I don't want to have to invest in something else. Like I already bought the ring, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's, that's Sunday, August the 21st, Fear the Walking Dead, AMC at 9 p.m. Uh, the next show, same day, Sunday, August the 24th, and coincidentally enough, there was literally nothing good on TV from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. None of those days. Nothing good on TV. <laughs> nothing. And I mean, when, when I say nothing... You mean le- nothing. Because la- you just crave the bottom of the barrel le- to find something. Last last week or the week before, I'm talking about a show called Kingin with Tiger. As, yes, that's how much nothing is coming on this week. That I don't even have a king and Jesus tiger fucking to Christ. Man, that must have been a, this must be a it's bad, bad week. It's a bad week for TV. It's, a, it's decent for <laughs> movies, though, I guess. Um, and the next show is going to be The Voice on Sunday, August the 24th. A uh, spe- <laughs> <laughs> What the fucking voice? <laughs> <laughs> People fucking... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a very respectable show. <laughs> People like it. <laughs> they sing, and then their chairs turn around. <laughs> that has been nothing good in television this week. No. So here comes the voice. <laughs> here comes the voice. <laughs> Just uh, to continue fuck. on with that trend. Oh, man. TV's fucked yeah i mean no nobody wants to compete with the olympics you know this week so it's like it's nothing on and that's what even says in um the voice says special new episode airs following tonight's olympic coverage with this season resuming on september the 19th in regular time yeah everything's how high it is for you know this so uh but yeah the voice watch that maybe (laughs) (laughs) isn't blake shelton in the voice Ah, yeah, the country singer. And uh, and Adam Levine. Adam Levine. And uh, there's some girl, Shakira, I think. Maybe Shakira. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name? No, uh, Demi Lovato. Is it Demi Lovato? I think so, yeah. Okay. I fucking love Demi Lovato. Yeah. I don't really listen to her music. I don't know her music. She's fucking cool. I don't know her music. I just know her in pop culture. She's like the the brunette, dark haired, like blackish. Yeah, the one that's not Selena Gomez. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's only two of them. She did a photo shoot. Uh, just a quick aside, but she did a photo shoot for called Naked, mm. and I was like about um, Demi Lovato did. Yeah, all right. I'm uh, I it, it, she was my fun wallpaper for a while, oh, man. <laughs> but it was about uh, being uh, not wearing makeup mm-hmm. and being confident with like one's natural appearance. Yeah, and if there's anyone that could have done that, it's Demi Lovato. It's fucking gorgeous. She's no, more... it was com- as a naked or confident. I don't remember. Uh, she, she did a naked photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. She's 23. Wow. Yeah, is she mm-hmm. the fuck? I thought I, I thought she was much older. For I thought reason. she was like twenty seven. I did too. Yeah. She is she is twenty three years old. How how old would you think that Selena Gomez is? Twenty of, and they started on the same time. But I would I would have thought twenty five. Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. Not bad. Molly Cyrus twenty three. Taylor Swift twenty six. What the fuck? Yeah. Kylie Jenner nineteen. What the fuck? Katy Perry thirty one. What the fuck? Out with the old and in with the new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, yeah, Demi, Demi Lovato. I, I mean, I fucking love Demi. She, yeah. She's pretty good. Yeah, she is. She was my phone wallpaper for like six months. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to look more into it. <laughs> Go um, on. The, uh, yeah, that, that's the voice. Um, enough about that. But that's 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 all for uh, for television for this week. Uh, the next for movies that's coming out this weekend. The thing, like, I'm, I thankfully got to see the trailers for this because I hadn't heard of at least two of these movies, you know, that were coming out. I reckon that you haven't heard of War Dogs. And, and the first one, which um, I can read. yeah, uh, Morris from America. Yeah, but uh, the first one that I'll be announcing is uh, Ben Hur. Ben Hur. They're making a remake of Ben Hur. That was a. Uh, th- I've I've seen that poster. It's like riding a weird dinosaur or some shit. I don't I don't know what this. I didn't watch the trailer for this because I I've seen the 1959 original with uh, Charleston Heston. What what was Ben Hur? I don't know what Ben Hur. Ben Hur is like Gladiator times. Oh, you know, yeah. It's your he's running around on a chariot and races and <laughs> that's what he swords is. and yeah. Yeah. It's not a dinosaur. Wait, a wait, what? Dinosaur? It's not a dinosaur. <laughs> you mistook a dinosaur for a chariot? Yeah. What? Was it the wheels that gave it away? <laughs> what? <laughs> what about a chariot? <laughs> he was like, yes. Chariots, chariots used to be alive uh, I, millions I, I, of years I ago. I went to watch Suicide Squad and I saw the poster for fucking Ben Hur. Yeah. And all I saw was a big black brown thing at the bottom oh, yeah. running, and I thought it was a dinosaur. It had to be a dinosaur. And I just, I just didn't think about it. I was just yeah. like, oh, that's a dinosaur. He's running a dinosaur. I don't know what the fuck this is. I'm gonna walk away now. 
It's a chariot, yeah. not a dinosaur. Yeah. There's a huge difference. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, a, uh, a remake. I, I, like I said, I've seen the 59 version of it. I don't know if I'll be seeing this. But the 59 version was like, and we're talking about that in History of Semina. Mm-hmm. Semina. Semina. Yeah. Semina. Oh, Semina. You got it. Sim- History of Semina. Cinnamon? Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Cinnamon Toast Crunch? (laughs) 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 We talked about in the uh, history of of cinema. And, um, I mean, it was was a really, really good movie. So, I don't know if I'll be seeing this remake. But, we'll see. Whatever. Um, But, yeah. The next one is going to be Morris from America. It has it's a ninety one minute runtime. It's a comedy drama slash romance. Mm-hmm. It's getting a seventy two out of one hundred Metascore. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. And the I watched the trailer. The trailer was good, ish. <laughs> you know, it, it was it was good enough. It's like I mean, if I if I spent my money to see this at a movie theater, I don't think I would be disappointed. Right. It's a uh, Craig Robinson. If you you might remember He's him a from Hot Tub Time Machine, right? Yep. Hot uh, Tub Time Machine, The Office. The big black dude. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's very, very accurate, and he's like a much bigger black dude now, <laughs> like a much bigger black. He's dude. like the black Kenny Powers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna give him more talented just because he can play instruments, and I haven't seen Kenny Powers play instruments. But yeah, I definitely I'm going I'm going I'm with you though. But yeah, that's uh, Morris Morris from America, 91 minute runtime, rated R. At nice. that, I love like I love a good rated R movie. And um, it's basically Craig Robinson. It's this, the movie's about his son in the movie mm-hmm. and their relationship. Just from the clips, you see that he he speaks very loosely with him. Mm-hmm. You know, like tells the kid um, not shut the fuck up, but he curses around the kid, right. not at the kid. You know, but around, the, around kid. the kid. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a big difference, like cursing at someone and around them. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not appropriate, you know, to have children hear curse words. Right. But I'm not that sensitive. I guess. No. He, yeah. I, yeah. I agree with that because I say fuck a lot. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. And it's like, if yeah. I don't say fuck to you, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I have a daughter. I've, she, she's heard many a cuss word. She said not nary a one. Yeah. You know, not around me, of course. You're not <laughs> supposed to say them yeah. yet. Yeah, yet. But when you're like 16, yeah. fuck it. Or, 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 or when you're 11 and you're just really, really pissed off and everybody just keeps picking on you. Be like, fuck! <laughs> you know, just one time. Yeah, everything will just stop. <laughs> everything will stop yeah he said a curse word that's how it works <laughs> it's like oh she said fuck yeah like that is it <laughs> cursed. but um uh, it's a, a romantic coming of age misadventure of a 13 year old american living in germany directed by a chad hardigan stars Shot craig who? rock uh, chad hardigan hardigan not familiar with his work for a second i thought you said hardwick and i was like, oh chad Har- uh, chris hardwick's brother chad yeah hardwick. for a second i thought <laughs> i was like what what the fuck yeah <laughs> Uh, starring uh, Craig Robinson, Carla Jury, Lena Keller, and Marquise Christmas. That's a hell of a last Marquise name. Marquise Christmas. Marquise Christmas, yeah. It's like Marky Mark's long lost cousin. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad joke. I apologize. Please don't sue me. Marky yeah. Mark, we love you. That's we really do. That's, that's, uh, that's Morris from America 2016. This year is a rated R movie. You know, sorry. If I... If we get to the point where we can have actual like actors mm. from like big budget Hollywood, he's movies, never doing this show. Marky like, Mark, you <laughs> think he would ever, ever? I don't I care would, what I level of love. notoriety or fame that we ever got to. Marky Mark could drop off the face of the earth as far as notoriety, and he's still <laughs> not gonna come here and sit in front of our mugs because he's no, he knows I'm just gonna harass his ass about the fucking Marky fucky Mike. bunch. I want the fucking fucky bunch. I don't care about the departed. I don't care about, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about none of that shit. I don't that care you're about doing. Jason Bourne, goddammit. 
Like for real, I care about none of your accomplishments. You give me the fucking funky bunch and I'm gonna just grill that ass the entire time about that shit. Mark, hit us up. <laughs> yep. That's all that I want from you is that goddamn funky bunch. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. Um, the, the the next and uh, final movie for this week is called War Dogs. Which I'm really excited about. It looks really good. I thought the opposite, bro. Really? Like, yes. I thought it looked really bad. How so? Like, it just... Uh, you're throwing you're throwing Bradley Cooper in as like the the guy that that was gonna be in this movie ten years ago, and now he's just like the older person that, that can be looked up to by Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. Right. So I mean, I don't really feel like he had to put too much thought into his I'm not, I'm character not in at all. For, I'm not in it for Cooper. I'm, I'm in it for, for Miles Teller. I'm in it for Jonah. And Jonah. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't even give a shit about Miles Teller. I think he's. I'm I think he's a really, I think Miles Teller is a really good actor, but it's just, I don't think I'm gonna learn or. think think about anything in this movie yeah no i don't blame you but for me for me it looks just like a fun like a fun way to see i just like seeing jonah hill be be funny i'll watch him like from from my computer at home (laughs) (laughs) i'll watch that i'm not gonna pay for him don't blame me yeah but yeah i'll I'll be uh war dogs based on the true story of two young men and how in the hell is jonah hill playing a 22 year old at this point in his life 30 He's like well in his thirties. He's older than me. I'm I'm gonna be thirty two this year. He has to be at least thirty four. He's like he's probably around Leo's age. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's 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 in his he's in his thirties. But he and he looks even older than that because he doesn't take much care of himself. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, he's a very you know good actor and yeah. he's very funny. Thirty two, thirty two, same age as me. Yeah. yeah, but um, but he's playing a twenty two year old. I assume, but but in, in the trailer is saying that um that Miles Teller and Jonah Hill went to junior high together. And Miles Teller is 22 years old, right? You know, so they have to be within three-year age range, you know, for them right. anyway. But um, but yeah, based on the true story of two young men, David and Ephraim, who won 300, who won a 300 million dollar contract from the Pentagon to arm America's allies in Afghanistan. Right. Uh, I think that I because I've seen the trailer four or five times because mm. I've been to the theater four or five times mm. uh, since they announced the movie. Yeah. And it always shows up. And I think that I, I I know the plot of the movie, like the story of the movie isn't amazing. It's, I, it's basically I, you giving kids money and seeing what they'll do. Right. And yeah. I'm not particularly interested in that. But I found that the like how the movie was how the trailer was cut. Mm. I found that the trailers, the movie's cut the same way that the trailer was with the same intensity. Mm. It's going to be a fun movie. I think it could be fun. Yeah. If it's not done that way, if it's like not the fast pacing sort of comedic timing that the trailer had, yeah. it, it can be a really boring movie. Yeah. 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 But uh, War Dogs, Jonah Hill, Miles Teller. Yeah. Uh, also, like uh, my favorite, people think Miles Teller from Finn Forstick, the horrible Fantastic Four movie that came out last mm, year. Nope, but- nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Hell no. I'm one I will be having no more bad talk about the fantastic four i will be having no more of that no more of it after like you know what i just accepted it i just accepted it because i'm like i I watched the fantastic four when it came out and shit i went to the theater i seen it back at home like i've seen this movie the first half of the movie is good but but you no one says no one one nobody defends that nobody defends this movie and suicide squad got so people are defending this batman batman versus superman people were still defending this you know what i'm saying and it's like and the one movie that i really really like not even movie just the the ip the one franchise the franchise that i really really love 
and there's no support for it. Like, nobody has anything good to say. Nope. But like, nope, that's the one that we're deciding is shit. And right. there's nothing good. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Either we find the good things in everything or I, I'm just feel free to shit on everything. <laughs> you know what? Maybe the Godfather wasn't that good. <laughs> Fuck that. Marlon Brando, eh? Marlon Brando, who gives a fuck about Marlon Brando? Find something. That cat did a better job than Marlon Brando. Yes, because like the opposite of it is like is like you the one the one extreme is finding something good out of something that may not have been good at all, but at least finding something good about it. And the other extreme is finding something bad in something that was really good. You know what? You know my favorite thing about this little rant that you just went on. Mm. It's the exact same rant that you went on in the classroom. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I'm heated about that shit. Like I love like Fantastic Four. Love that shit. Yeah, like you've been, it's been in your head long enough that every time someone says Fantastic Four, you go like, like no, "Fuck you." Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, but I, w- I won't have another person bad mouth the Fantastic Four. Here's, here's the thing. I'll, I'll, I'll play. I'll play your game mm-hmm. and find the good in Fantastic Fan Four stuff. Yes. Um, Miles Teller, he's mm. pretty good. I didn't like the fact that it was a young Richard Reeds, mm. but he did a fantastic job in that movie. Mm. It was pretty convincing. Yeah. Kate Mara, I liked her a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, is it Michael? Michael B. B. Jordan. Jordan. Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan. Yep. Uh, I was getting confused with Anthony Mackie for some reason. All right, Anthony, um, Anthony Mackie is the new. Um, uh, this this is a big good, good way, and you right. can remember this one. Anthony Mackie is the new Samuel Jackson. Right. Michael B. Jordan is the new Will Smith. Okay, that makes sense. Yep, that makes perfect sense. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like Michael B. Jordan did a great job being uh, Johnny Storm. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um. The the role model in the movie, the professor, mm-hmm. uh, he was also pretty good. Yeah. And every, pretty much anything before the one year later title card yes. was really good. It was. I, was. I enjoyed it a lot. Yep. Actually, to the point where I was like in the 30 minute mark of the movie and I was like, this movie's not as bad as a thing. That's how people make it out to be. The first 30 minutes of that movie are phenomenal. Like I yeah. really like the first 30 minutes of that. Like it just turns into like a cheesy like rated G movie like at the halfway mark and it's, it's literally when it says one year later yeah. it all goes to shit it, it's like it gets so bad and, and I recognize that you know what I'm saying like even yeah. as a person that loves Fantastic Four I recognize how bad that mm-hmm. shit is I, like I fully do but it's just that nobody ever has and anything a, not one good thing to say about it none the have, one thing that yeah. I really 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 liked that they did was yeah. that when they were transforming into the Fantastic Four at the beginning yeah. at the yes, beginning, so beginning it's yeah. like the the fucking thing is like ah, yeah yeah and like johnny storm is like oh shit i'm on fire yeah and all that shit that was really really fun take on the whole movie yeah yeah but miles teller mm-hmm. did a fantastic job in that infant force take even though yeah. it was a shit movie you're gonna go back a little further uh say that again you're gonna go back a little further yeah i'm gonna go back to whiplash yeah which is my favorite movie um from really it's one of my favorite movies from two actors that no one really they, cared about for like the last five years I'll say they didn't care about Miles Teller, but J.K. Simmons, uh, he's he's been out there. Well, yeah, no, he's been out there a lot, but yeah. it's not like his name was like out there. I don't think like, he still is. It. You know, I don't, um, is he more popular now than he was? Five no, years no, ago? no, 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 you know? but mm. at the time, no one really gave J.K. Simmons a lot of. I think I never mm. heard people celebrate J.K. Simmons. I still I mean. don't see the celebration of J.K. Simmons. Really, I've you seen know? a lot of people like going like, yeah, no, he was really good in Whiplash. He was like, I and liked what? him a lot. He's been a lot of stuff though. I know, like, I know. Bur- he Bur- does commercials. Like the Corn Brothers, he's worked yeah. with Burn After Reading. Um, uh, he's in the Sam Raimi films. There was the movie with um, Extract. He was in the movie Extract mm-hmm. with um, Mila Kunis and uh, the guy from Arrested Development and Michael uh, Sarah. 
No, the uh, oh. the dad, uh, Michael Cera's dad. Okay, and uh, on Arrested Development. But yeah, it's like I've seen him in a lot of stuff, no. even pre, you know, that movie. But it's just like I don't, I don't know. No, yeah. no, I I know what you're saying. Yeah. But um, from but yeah. like from like mainstream people that I talk to about movies, yeah. Whiplash is the movie that they like recognize him yeah, from okay. lately. Yeah. Uh, after Spider Man, mm. and he like it's, it's just a good movie. Yeah, Monster did a fantastic job in Whiplash. Yeah. And they work really well. And holy shit, we got carried away. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> we, we did a whole episode on comedians. Didn't mention Jerry Seinfeld at all either. Ah, shit. Just, <laughs> What's the deal with not talking about comedians? What's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing. He never sounds like that. He does not. No. Anyway, uh, we went over time because we were excited about shit. And none of us looked at the screen for a while. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for watching. Yes. Here's some fucking music for you. And hope you enjoyed the episode. We are on um, fuck Facebook. We're yes. on Facebook under For Film Sakes. We're on Twitter yes. at under FFS Podcast. We are on the iTunes Podcast app, Google Play Music, and mm. SoundCloud. Mm. Just Google For Film Sake and whatever platform you want to listen us to, and you will find us. So let's do that. Oh, yeah. See you, motherfuckers. Late. Bye.